The Productive Woman, Episode 304. Hello and welcome to this episode of The Productive Woman. My name is Laura McClellan and this is a podcast about productivity for busy women. My goal is to help you find the tools and encouragement you need to manage your time, life, stress, and stuff so you can accomplish the things you care about most and make a life that matters. Well, welcome and thank you for joining me. This week, we're going to talk a little bit about making good use of strange times. You'll find more information and links to resources I mentioned in the show notes for this episode at theproductivewoman.com slash 304. This episode is brought to you by a new sponsor, Woven. You know, time is the most valuable asset we have, but the tools we have to manage time in some ways are broken. It's easy to feel out of control with your calendar. And, and even then you need one or two add-ons to have it do the things you need it to do. We've had conversations about this in the productive woman community, Facebook group. Well, woven was created to build into the calendar, all the things you need, syncing and scheduling, even analytics all in one place. So you can own your schedule and make time for what matters most. You can, for instance, use Woven to sync your Google and Microsoft calendar accounts all in one place, and they offer powerful scheduling tools that are built in for free with things like personalized scheduling links, published office hours, even group polls, things that can save you time when you're trying to schedule those group calls. You can rapidly time block your week and protect your time with smart templates that they offer as part of the service. And you can get insights into how you're spending your time with built-in analytics that show you at a glance how you're spending the time that you've calendared. I have found Woven to be very easy to set up and get started. And I, I really like the fact that they offer tutorials to help you get the most of it. So... If getting your calendar under control is something that you've thought about, try Woven today for free. You can go to woven.com slash podcast slash TPW to try it today for free and just put it through its paces, see how it works for you. That's woven.com slash podcast slash TPW to try it out for free. Right, let's get into this week's topic. For the last few months, since around March in the United States, life has been very different from what I would have defined as normal before that. Even for those who are not ill, many, you know, maybe most of us have been staying home, some working from home, some have not been able to work at all, and many, many planned activities have canceled. Our day-to-day lives have been affected in a myriad of ways. And for many of us, the pace of life has slowed down which, you know, can be a good thing, but a time that was filled with things we enjoyed doing now is sort of stretching out in front of us with nothing to fill it with. And that, like I said, can be a good thing to have the pace of life slow down. We've talked in some past episodes about how we can use this time to sort of reevaluate how we're spending our time, what we're doing with our time, and make more uh, conscious and intentional choices going forward. But still, 
having things change so drastically, having it go on as long as it has so far with kind of no end in sight can be difficult for us. Um, One article that I read quoted a, a Dr. Michael Morgenstern who is board certified in both neurology and sleep medicine by the American Board of Psychiatry and Neurology. And Dr. Morgenstern says... During the crisis, individuals, depending on circumstances, may experience anger, anxiety, avoidance, boredom, confusion, decreased concentration, depression, detachment, emotional exhaustion, insomnia, isolation, grief, guilt, sadness, or other symptoms. He goes on to say the severity of those feelings and our ability to cope with them so that they don't interfere with our daily function is very important. This is, was a really good article talking about the, the lasting impact of COVID-19 and how it can affect our mental health. And I will have a link to this article and some of the others that I mentioned uh, in the show notes for this episode. They're worth checking out. The point of that is not to, you know, make us feel worse thinking about the impact of the isolation and and the anxiety that comes from what's been going on for the last few months, but it's to point out that life has changed, right? We're dealing with a lot of new things, a lot of changes, and some of us have kind of settled into a new rhythm and a new routine. Some of us haven't. Every one of us finds her own way to cope with the uncertainty, the changes, the anxiety, all of those things. But it can be difficult. It can be disorienting. And one way to turn that around is to use this time differently. Give, give yourself something to look forward to or to focus your attention on uh, instead of the uncertainty of what's going on. Now, obviously, if you or someone in your household is ill, um, that's where your attention needs to go. But for those of us who are not, you know, not dealing with the illness physically, but just the impact of it and maybe having more time on our hands because we're home, uh, not able to go out, not able to go to work. Uh, you know, w- those of us in that situation maybe want to look at some ways to use the time in a positive way to uh, get some benefit from it instead of, uh, you know, just kind of letting it lean on us and, and make us feel bad. So I thought of a few things, and, and I'm thinking about this for myself personally. I am. Um, you know, I do work still. I'm still practicing law from home, but it's a, it's very different. I was practicing law from home before the pandemic hit and before the stay-at-home orders were put in place. So that piece of it hasn't changed, but uh, work has changed. The kinds of work I'm doing has changed because the the market that I serve clients in, which is commercial real estate, is is different now. And so it's very up and down. I have days where I have very little legal work to do and other days where I'm very busy. Um, and so I, I've been thinking about this from my own perspective, and I thought maybe some of this could be helpful to you as well. Some things we can do with the downtime, so to speak, uh, to to make it more of a positive thing and less of a, a negative and anxiety-producing event. And so these kind of in no particular order other than just as I thought of them when I sat down to think about this topic, here are some things that I think we could do with our time 
during this time uh, when we have downtime. <laughs> so how, how many times can I use the word time in a sentence? So the first one I thought of would be to use some of it to improve a professional skill. As I mentioned, for me, my legal work right now is less consistent. And so one of the things I've done is use some of my downtime to take CLE trainings, that's continuing legal education trainings online that cover subjects that are relevant to my practice. I'm required as a, a matter of maintaining my law license to get a certain amount of CLE credit each year anyway. And so doing this helps me satisfy that requirement and expand my knowledge so I can serve my clients better. Normally, in a normal year, I get a lot of the required credits. Lawyers in any, pretty much any United States jurisdiction anyway, have to get a certain number of credits each year to uh, maintain our license. And normally I get that through a couple of conferences that I attend, but those have all been canceled. And so I've had to go look for other sources. And so on the days when I don't have a lot of legal work to do, I will do uh, sign up for some online trainings to, again, develop my skills, develop my knowledge, expand it a little bit so I can be a better lawyer for my clients as well as satisfying my, my license requirements. And so whatever your job or profession, is there a skill that you rely on that you can work on improving during your downtime? That to me would be a really positive um, way of using some of the time that's available to you right now. And, you know, I, I think for a lot of us in a normal year, those of us who need training or want training, it's still hard to get a way to do it because we're busy with our work and, and other activities. Now's a time to maybe really focus on that and use some of the extra time, if you have it, to improve one or more of your professional skills or knowledge bases. The second thing I thought of uh, would be to use some of this time to revive an old hobby or interest. Uh, what did you used to enjoy doing that you haven't had time for in the past few years? Uh, and it could be anything, you know, for some of us, it's needlework or knitting or gardening, painting, maybe playing an instrument. Did you used to play the piano or the trumpet or the violin or the flute or something, and you just haven't played for years? Or uh, so now would be a great time maybe to pick that up again and, and get get your chops back, as they say. Uh, for some, maybe you used to, uh, or you've always wanted to, put together family scrapbooks or photo albums, and those have just kind of always gotten pushed aside by other activities. Now might be a good time to pick that up again and build that into your weekly routine, spending time doing that. Maybe just reading books. Um, for those of us who are bookworms, in a, in a, I keep using the word normal. I can't think of a better term for it right now, but you know, before COVID-19, before the lockdowns, when we were just doing our day-to-day -day life, a lot of times we didn't have as much time available to just sit and read as we used to. And so now's the time to get caught up on your reading, whether it's fiction or nonfiction, whatever you enjoy, 
now might be a good time to do that, to revive that interest and, and spend some time on it. Our local library, I found out, is open during certain hours. You can go in, you know, you have to wear a mask and all that sort of thing. But if you can't get away to the library, so you have a library card, uh, but you can't get to the library, most libraries these days will make ebooks and even audiobooks available for checkout for free via apps like um, Libby from Overdrive. And I'll put a link to that in the show notes. This is something, and, and maybe you're way ahead of me on this, but it's something that I really just discovered in the last month or so. And I went out to the library one time to turn in my application to get my library card. And now I'm able to check out books through this app on my iPad uh, and and they're free, and you know they have a great uh, scope of books, ebooks, and audiobooks available. So that might be something you want to do. Maybe the interest you've had in the past, either something you did do or always have wanted to do. Maybe it's something like writing, uh, whether it's poetry or fiction, articles. Maybe maybe you want to start a blog to for uh, to share knowledge that you have or even just to chronicle this experience that you're having uh, it might be a great way to you know use your writing skills and connect with other people out there even just journaling during this time if it's something you enjoy it may result in uh, a journal that you can read back in years to come uh, and Remind yourself of what it was like to experience this with the rest of the world. So those are just some things that come to mind. But the idea is maybe to use some of this time to revive an old hobby or an old interest that you had in the past that you haven't had time to to enjoy lately. Uh, maybe now's the time to do it. The third thing that I thought of uh, that could be a great use of time right now would be to renew friendships. It's uh, tricky because, of course, we're, we're self-isolating a lot of the time. But I know I've lamented often in, in past years how easy it is to sort of let old friendships kind of, especially if you've moved away, uh, you just don't spend the time maybe to get together with people. There, there are friends that you've had from years past that you're close to. Maybe you check in with them occasionally but it's not like it used to be. Well, maybe now is a time to do that. If we find creative ways to reach out to friends and reconnect with people maybe that we, you know, we care about, that we've enjoyed in years past, but, um, you know, things kind of went our separate ways, now could be a great time to renew those friendships. Now, Social media probably is not the best option for that. There is, if you spend any time at all on social media, you've, you've probably seen, as I have, a lot of negativity, a lot of anger there. And it is so easy to misinterpret things that are said on social media. And for those reasons, mental health experts are encouraging us actually to limit social media exposure, both for ourselves and for our kids. But there are other ways that we can connect with friends and maybe get a little bit of that, uh, a little bit of the sort of face-to-face -face experience without putting our health at risk. And so something as simple as a Zoom chat, a video chat where you can, you know, see each other's faces and talk. And, and so consider 
maybe if there's a friend, whether it's someone that you have spent a lot of time with in uh, up until now, or someone you haven't talked to in a while, you could reach out to them, schedule, schedule a quick chat to just to catch up a little bit, maybe schedule a regular check-in with one of your friends or even a small group, or, you know, even something like a create an online book club, which then you feel like you're kind of doing something productive where you're enjoying a book club and enjoying each other's company and each other's ideas and doing it via video chat on something like Zoom or Skype. Possibly if you can go out, if weather permits and um, local regulations permit, um, maybe you can schedule some socially distanced get-togethers. Uh, maybe meet at a park and and sit, you know, six feet away from each other, but where you can see each other's face and, and be present with each other and just catch up a little bit, share a lunch, that sort of thing. Uh, and so there are ways like that that we can renew those friendships that are important to us. And I think that it's even more important now in a time when we are all isolated to one degree or another uh, to to renew those friendships and, and connect with other people we care about. You can also do something as simple as set aside time each day or each week to write someone a letter or send a card or something like that. But, but to, again, renew those friendships, uh, make those connections, and enjoy the people that you care about. A fourth thing that we can do during this time, if we are in a situation where we have a little more time on our hands because of the the epidemic or, you know, any other reason why we might not be able to go out and do all the things that we are used to doing. This might be a great time to tackle some long delayed household projects. Anything from, you know, decorating or remodeling something that you've thought about doing in the past, kind of a DIY thing. Maybe you don't want to go out and go shopping for materials, but you can get supplies delivered via Amazon or use curbside pickup from a home improvement store like Lowe's or Home Depot or uh, perhaps your local home or garden store has curbside pickup. A lot of them do these days. Uh, so something like that. Maybe if it's some, a project you've thought about, you know, it's kind of been in the back of your mind for a few years, now might be the time to do it. It might also be a great time to do a little bit of decluttering, purging, and organizing. There are various areas of our homes that you know, we always think, oh, I should get to that. I should get that closet cleaned out, or I should do something about that drawer in the kitchen, or, you know, whatever it is. Maybe now's the time to do that, to make a, uh, you know, schedule that as a project that you're going to work on a little bit each day, or one day a week, or whatever works for you. So whether it's closets, kitchen cupboards and drawers, the bathroom, the kids' rooms, the toy room, or the garage, but look for those areas of your home that could use a little bit of uh, decluttering and organizing and spend some time on that. If it's something you, you know, that you enjoy and you feel, find rewarding, uh, that's something I kind of like to do. And I, I try to do a little bit of that each week, find one area and, and, you know, purge a few things. I keep a box handy and uh, if I can find a couple of things that I don't need and that somebody else might enjoy, put them in that box to uh, drop off at a donation site at some point. 
Another long-delayed household project that might be worth some of your time right now would be, you know, working in your garden or some landscaping, something like that, or even deep cleaning. It's a great time to do that when you don't have a lot of company coming in and out. Um, maybe, you know, we, fingers crossed we're going to be able to celebrate the holidays with our families at the, toward the end of the year. And maybe now's a great time to do some of that deep cleaning that doesn't get done on the regular, but would make your home even more inviting for the guests that we hope will be able to come someday soon. So, you know, for me, I want to spend some time cleaning the woodwork, the the trim, like the baseboards. I was mopping a floor over the weekend and noticed some, some, uh, little cobwebs building up in a couple of corners. I thought, all right, it's time to get in there and, and, you know, with a cleaner and rag and take care of that door frames, the windows, any of those sorts of things. So those long delayed household projects might be a really productive and rewarding, satisfying uh, use of time right now. Uh, the fifth thing I thought of would be to to learn something new. Use this time to um, pick up a new skill or a new a, bit, a, a new bit of knowledge. And there are lots of ways you can do that. I mean, for me, I've been trying some new recipes from a couple of cookbooks that I picked up. The the Joanna Gaines cookbooks. I mentioned those in a a recent. Uh, episode about some books that I'm liking. And I'm enjoying, you know, I'm not a huge cook kind of person, but I have been enjoying trying out some new recipes, both for just something new to do, uh, something to do that's, you know, out of the ordinary, kind of a little bit of entertainment, but also so that when things get busier and back to normal, I'll have a few new recipes in my arsenal of things that we enjoy eating. So that's something I'm kind of trying to learn. Uh, You can also take an online class. You can check out sources like Udemy, Skillshare, Coursera, or Teachable. If you want to sign up for a kind of a subscription thing that gives you access to courses on all kinds of subjects, if there's something you've wanted to learn, there's probably a course on one of those platforms that, uh, will help you learn whatever that new thing is. You can also just watch free videos on YouTube. I've mentioned this before, you know, almost anything you want to learn how to do, somebody has, has a YouTube video about it and those are free. Uh, And many prestigious universities offer courses online in many cases for free. You you won't necessarily get college credit for them, but uh, you don't have to pay for them and you can pick up a new bit of knowledge or something like that. Or something um, kind of less formal, if there's something you want to know how to do and you've got a friend who knows how to do it, maybe schedule a Zoom or Skype session where they teach it to you and you return the favor by sharing some knowledge or a skill that you have. So lots of ways to, to do that without having to leave your home uh, and to learn something new that kind of expands your mind and uh, get, get you focused on something positive and productive uh, that, which can help us kind of overcome that, uh, the concern and anxiety that a lot of us have been feeling these days. And the final thing that I thought of um, that I wanted to share today that we can do with this, with downtime, if we have it, 
is to take care of yourself. And there are lots of ways to do that. Maybe schedule in-home spa days. I'm personally not one for manicures, but I might could go for, you know, a soak in the tub with a, some kind of face mask or something. Um, just whatever you enjoy, what feels like pampering for you, do that for yourself at home and schedule that. Make it a priority to kind of pamper yourself a little bit. One thing kind of along this line that, that I thought of as, um, as I was kind of putting this episode together is um, I have really been enjoying experimenting with essential oils and the things you can do with them. And I signed up a few months ago for a subscription from Simply Earth, which is a one, one producer of 100% natural essential oils. And basically with this subscription, I get a box each month with four different oils and a couple of kind of accessory items along with recipes for using them. And why I thought of this in connection with the sort of self-care topic was um, that the box I just got a few days ago for July is themed around self-care. So the recipes in it are for things you can use for self-care. There's one for uh, a nail oil, uh, another one for shampoo and conditioner using uh, healthy products that they can provide for you or that they, you know are included and essential oils. And so every month the theme is different, but it gives me something to do. And um, I find that kind of Um, relaxing to play with that and kind of entertaining to play with it. You can find out more about them from simplyearth.com. They're not a sponsor. It's just, um, uh, that's where I get my essential oils. I do have a code that you can use if you decide to sign up that it, it will get you a $50 voucher that will be applied to give you $10 off each of your first five boxes. And that's Laura M5012 if you use that code. And I'll put it in the show notes in case you want to check it out. That's, that's just fun for me. Another thing you can do to take care of yourself, a way you can use some of your time during this unusual circumstance we're all in, is to get more sleep. Uh, For instance, you know, just get to bed at a reasonable time and uh, do what you need to do to sleep well. If your schedule is more flexible, maybe take advantage of it to schedule a quick nap. According to one article I read on WebMD, taking a nap has a lot of positive results for adults. The article said a short nap in the mid-afternoon can boost memory, improve job performance, lift your mood, make you more alert, and ease stress. So maybe take a little of the time uh, if you've got it, if you have control over your schedule, to take a nap. Maybe you've got kids at home and you're thinking, you're crazy, Laura, how could I ever take a nap? Well, you know, I think I talked in a, a recent previous episode about, you know, how in my household, the the rule has always been after lunch, everybody shorter than me takes a nap. Um, if you can institute kind of a new uh, routine as part of your household schedule where after lunch everyone lays down for a while you lay down too once you get the kids in that routine that can be a time for you to lie down and and just close your eyes just for 10 minutes or so it can make a huge difference 
that's part of taking care of yourself. And it's, I think it becomes more important during stressful times. Similarly, you can take care of yourself by eating well. Uh, one of the articles I read uh, says this about that. Good nutrition helps our mood. Stress makes us seek comfort foods, and in turn, high carbs and sugars impact our mood. Many population-based studies show that a Mediterranean diet has been linked to better mental health and stress resilience, whereas a junk food Western diet is linked to depression and anxiety. Try to fill your home with fresh produce, frozen vegetables, and whole foods when possible. Uh, this is something that kind of hit home for me because I, I will admit I'm a stress eater. And um, when I have felt stress, I have sought out the comfort foods that this particular article referred to. And it has had an impact on me. And what I find interesting is what this article and several others pointed out is when we are stressed, we seek out those comfort foods, whatever, and a lot of that comes from whatever our background is, what we think of as comfort foods. But if our comfort foods, as is often the case here in the West, uh, contain high carbs and lots of uh, processed sugars, it doesn't contribute positively to our mood. It doesn't help reduce our stress. Uh, it it does not do good things for our health or well-being, and it just creates this vicious cycle. And so one of the things that's been on my list um, is to turn that around for myself and try to focus more on eating healthy foods and not getting my comfort from food, not getting my stress release uh, relief by eating but trying other things instead, some of these other things we've talked about, whether it's taking a nap or, you know, taking a bath or, um, you know, working on a project that I find fulfilling, something like that. Uh, another way to deal with the stress instead of going for comfort foods is an, another self-care approach, which is finding ways to work out, get some exercise. And there are ways we can do that without leaving our home. Again, my old friend YouTube, you can find exercise videos there. There are uh, online exercise classes in various from various sources. A lot of gyms are offering them now. Besides being good for your health and your weight and all that sort of thing, exercise, of course, can help relieve stress. And one of the things that I thought of that could be kind of fun would be to combine uh, workouts, the self-care piece of it, with the um, one I mentioned earlier of renewing those friendships, combine it with socializing. Either, you know, go for a walk with someone, maintaining social distance, but if you can't do that, like right now here in Texas, as I'm recording this, our temperatures are in the triple digits. It's incredibly hot here. I'm not going outside to walk uh, by myself or with somebody else. But you could do a, a Zoom walk with a friend. So if you've got a treadmill or an elliptical or something like that, you could... Uh, log into Zoom with, uh, on your phone or your iPad, prop it up there on your treadmill or, you know, maybe nearby while you're doing a yoga routine or something, but make an appointment with a friend that you're going to both do that together. So if she's got a treadmill or or her elliptical, whatever, you know, you're using, she's using, but log into Zoom and, um, and, 
chat while you walk or while you do your elliptical or whatever. Uh, do your routines together. I think that could be kind of fun. And finally, under the sort of self-care piece of this, using, using time now to take care of yourself, uh, one thing that I think can be important is to find someone to talk to on the hard days, someone you can share mutual support and encouragement with. It's hard for a lot of us. I, I, I especially think of, of those of, of my friends who are extroverts for whom spending a lot of time isolated and not around people is very stressful and very difficult for them. But even for those of us who are introverts, knowing that we, you know, being an introvert doesn't mean you don't like people or don't even that you don't like being around people. It just means you, you know, restore in your energy in other ways, but it's still hard to be isolated a lot of the time. And so finding someone to talk to, whether it's a, you know, if you've got a friend or a family member that you can just check in with periodically and how you doing, what's going on, um, you know, and talk about encouraging and uplifting things uh, to support each other and, and lift each other up. And if you don't have somebody like that, you know, maybe uh, you find a therapist or a counselor or someone that you can talk to. I do want to say only because, you know, as I was putting this together, I was thinking about articles I've read recently about how the, uh, you know, the reported increase in depression and anxiety and even suicidal thoughts for some people during this time. And uh, it's it's difficult if you are struggling with that and you are isolated at the same time. It becomes that vicious circle. So I would say if if you need someone to talk to and uh, you don't have someone near at hand that you feel comfortable with, you certainly can reach out to me. You can email me at feedback at theproductivewoman.com and we can schedule a time to jump on a, a Zoom call or a phone call and just chat. But but if it's more than that, if you are feeling depressed and you've got no one to talk to, especially if you're having thoughts of hurting yourself, please reach out for help. In the United States, if, if you've got no one nearby that you feel comfortable reaching out to, in the United States, you can call the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at one 800 273 8255, or you can go to their website to chat online with someone who cares. And I will put that number and that link in the show notes so you can find it there at theproductivewoman.com slash 304. If you're outside the United States, there is a website you can go to to find crisis resources in your country. And I will put that link in the show notes as well. You don't have to deal with this alone. There are people who care and you can reach out to them. So those are some things that I've thought about. If, you know, if you're in that situation where because of the epidemic or for whatever reason you are staying home more, your activities are canceled and you 
could benefit from finding positive and productive ways to use your time. These are some suggestions that I had to improve a professional skill, revive an old hobby or interest, renew friendships, tackle long delayed household projects, learn something new and take care of yourself. Um, Although in some ways it's hard to see an end to this, someday it will end and things will return to some semblance of normalcy. The question to ask yourself is, what can I do with my time now that will make life easier and smoother when things get back to normal? And these are a few suggestions that I had. I'd love to know your thoughts on that. Uh, I would also point out that these same ideas can help in other kinds of transition times, not just during a self-isolation period resulting from an epidemic. Anytime we've got a change, uh, a transition time in our life where uh, we, we find ourselves with time on our hands that we want to use productively, these might work. But uh, I'd like to hear what you think. Are you using this uh, transition slash waiting slash isolation time to do any projects or try something different? How are you keeping your spirits up and your attitude positive during this time? I, I really would love to hear it. You can share your thoughts on this in the comment section of the show notes for this episode, which you will find at theproductivewoman.com slash 304, or you can post a comment or question on the Productive Woman Facebook page or in the group, you know, the Productive Woman Community Facebook group. If you prefer to share your thoughts with me privately, I am always happy to hear from you and you can email your comments, questions, suggestions, whatever to me at feedback at theproductivewoman.com and I'd love to hear from you. I think that's it. Just a couple quick things. Remember, if you'd like to make better use of your calendar or make it work better for you, check out our new sponsor, Woven, to see if they can help. And you can try it today for free by going to woven.com slash podcast slash TPW. Uh, give it a try and see what you think. And uh, don't forget to let me know if you're interested in joining a Productive Woman Mastermind group. I've mentioned in a couple of episodes previously, after a hiatus, I'm going to be launching a group this fall. And this is a a small group of women, no more than five, uh, who come together for one hour a week for 12 weeks to share mutual support, ideas, encouragement, and accountability. Uh, starting, I think in September, you can visit theproductivewoman.com slash mastermind to learn more. And, uh, you can email me if you have questions after you've, you've reviewed that page. You'll also find a link on that page for a short online application for the mastermind. If this is something you think would be helpful and encouraging to you, I I encourage you to check it out, but I would not wait. The the response has been very, uh, very, I'm very honored by the response. And I actually, in in the one group that I had kind of committed to, I only have one space left. And I think I will, um, I'm considering opening up a second group, but that will, that would only have, 
already would only have two spaces left. So uh, I've just got a few spaces left. I'd love to offer it to you and have you be a part of it with me if that sounds like something that would help you moving forward. Uh, I think that's it for this episode of The Productive Woman. As always, thank you for spending this time with me. I hope it was worthwhile for you. I look forward to hearing from you and to talking with you again very soon. So until next time, remember, extend grace to each other and to yourself and go make your life matter. Matter.